Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with Vinny the Voyager, repping EXG and Awkward Scientists from Belgium. Vinny was one of the people I met during my first trip to Europe and has since become a really close friend. He's got one of the more unique approaches to breaking that seems to be more and more rare these days. And he's one of the friendliest guys I've met through breaking and a joy to have on the podcast. Vinny's definitely got some interesting takes on the art of breaking, so I hope you enjoy our conversation. Peace. Oh, that made it official. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's up, people? Uh, we're here with my good friend Vinny, aka Vinny the Voyager uh from belgium repping exg repping <laughs> exg and any any other crews that you rep um awkward scientists awkward <laughs> scientists yeah and uh actually you're a little bit involved in this story as well um oh, remember we, time? we had a yep. we, we ended a crew with awkward silence right yeah, at IBE, IBE. Uh, 2015 or 16. Yeah. Well, after IBE, uh, me and a good friend from uh, Antwerp decided to join some two-on-two battles. Mm-hmm. And since he was in another crew, it took the name Awkward Silence. But something went wrong in our um, in our talk, and he made, and he said Awkward Silence or Awkward Scientists. <laughs> I said you, you can choose. You can choose. It's all good. So now it's become Awkward Scientists. And we've been rapping under that name for about two years now. Oh, but really? I have to say, it's not, I told the people, I think we're like seven, it's not a crew. Mm. So I told them, if you guys want to do, uh, if you really want to go for the win, you should take other people uh, from these seven and not me, because I'm just in it for the fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more of a, not to sound uh, corny, it's more of a movement. So. It's just yeah, yeah. basically people I like to dance with, regardless yeah, yeah. of their of yeah. their level or whatever. Yeah, it's like a a little clique or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. Can I compare it to the Fun Squad, maybe? Or yeah, well, Fun Squad is a like kind of yeah, it's a crew too. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's not that everybody gets in, and there's no. not a. No, it's just if, if if the vibe is good. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I see. So, for example, we don't have a straight up power mover <laughs> in this movement, but it's not because we're not we don't like power moves. Yeah. It's just random people that we like. <laughs> okay. So yeah, for people who don't know, uh, Vinny, yeah, like I said, he's from Belgium. We met him. I met him. When was it? 2013 maybe I think so. yeah it was a while ago me and mark went out to to holland and then we <laughs> stayed with we stayed with Vinny. we we met you through jk yeah 
Yeah, and so he actually never met us before, but he knew our friend, and our friend like connected us, and this guy was like the one of the nicest guys that I've met, and he, he was like, yeah, just come stay with me, and I'll show you around, and we'll hang out in Belgium, and yeah. And, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, that was a good time. Well, friends that was, of my friends or my friends. <laughs> that was with Switch and Phil, right? That was the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at first, um, Jake asked me if I could uh, house two of her friends, yeah. which were you and Mark. Mm -hmm. And then by coincidence or accident, there were two qualifiers in Canada that year. Yeah. So Phil and Switch. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys know they were going to be in Holland? Yeah, yeah, we knew. But then it was afterwards, we just, um, like, yeah, they were like, well, what are you guys doing after this jam? Like, wait, are you guys going to go travel around? We're like, oh, we're going to uh, stay with our friend in Belgium, Vinny. And then he was like, <laughs> kind of just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll just like roll with you guys. <laughs> kind of. Just kind of joined in. And then we were like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Like, you can talk with him and see what's up. And, you were just like all yep. good for me <laughs> and that was like yeah that was one of the best trips that i've had you know it was oh, just nice. fun we were just chilling and good times and hanging out in belgium those guys yeah i just talked to switch like last week ah nice. oh yeah you, you you did an interview with him as well right yeah 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 and like yeah it's kind of funny you, you brought up um like awkward awkward scientists and that kind of thing because we were talking about that kind of stuff like you know this idea of like real crew or whatever but there's kind of these little side group things they're not even a crew yeah. like these people that you connect with and you kind of make a new like group to rep with you just like them right and you bond with them you know like yeah i think us. for me it, it it's it's a little bit because of maybe my my age as well mm -hmm. in terms of it's not anymore the people that I started dancing with. Yeah. Because some of them quit. Some of them just don't have the time to dance anymore because of family or work. Yeah. So in the end, not not the end, the end. But after a while, you you you, you try to connect with people from different cities. Yeah. To 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 have the the, the crew feeling again. Yeah. I, but I, I have to say, yeah. I, I think in in in. I don't know. For me, I think in, in other countries, like let's, let's take Canada because you're from Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the feeling there are more real crews in Canada than in Belgium. Not to hate on anybody, on anyone, but yeah, I think so. Maybe because there's a, a, a longer tradition of, of or, or the scene is bigger or maybe yeah I'm not sure but you know at the end of the day you know everyone everyone's got their own goal that they're working towards whatever yeah. motivates them right so you know i'm never gonna hate on someone i i might not do it but you know do what you gotta do whatever you want to do yeah, yeah, yeah that's right my life is right. not my dance career or whatever you know i'm not in control no you're right you're right so that's right um, I just want to dance as long as I can, as long as my body <laughs> allows me to. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was like, yeah, you're one of, you're 
one of those dances that's like mark like you really <laughs> what's the word like you really prioritize being original and creative and not like you really don't conform to any sort of standard of what people say breaking should be like or whatever you do it in your own way oh and, thanks. Uh, yeah yeah i think it's really good and um <laughs> can you name some of the moves that that you've created because some of them were hilarious when you told me or i don't know how many hilarious names we have but one of them in particular was uh i don't know i, I there's one called the fish and it's just it's kind of like a fish who's uh out of the water like <laughs> needs to get back into the water um one is the clock because it's just to me it looks like a clock yeah, it's like your feet um, and my favorite my, right? yeah 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 and my all-time favorite yeah <laughs> you know it <laughs> the snail <laughs> snail with uh inferior backward, inferior inferiority complex yeah <laughs> yeah when you told me that i was like okay this guy is on some other level or <laughs> 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 him and mark like match up perfectly <laughs> yeah. but so it's kind of funny hearing the names of moves like the, the things that people come up with like even switch has like hilarious names for his moves and stuff um <laughs> like uh yeah he had one called like the soldier boy because he, he does this thing and then he, he like rolls through <laughs> and points and he goes you like that and, like yeah all kinds of things right hello sir there's all these weird stories behind it but that's kind of part of the creative creative process is like yeah, the move yeah, itself it is, is you gotta be creative but like coming up with the names and stuff too is part of the fun <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the problem is for me sometimes uh i think i i started writing in in, in a, a book already 20 times 30 times but then two days after when i read my move list i'm like what's this what's this yeah, yeah. i'm really bad at it so yeah. I, don't, I don't know how, do you know all, all your trademark moves by name or? or? Uh, not all of them, but I have a lot of them named, like there's like the elevator and the, the what else is there? Elevator, force thread, force push. <laughs> um, been a while since i actually like run through moves but uh, yeah stuff like that but you know what i really like which one and and it's not even it's more of an intro like the the scott hall intro you do (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's like that's my favorite thing to do out of everything that i do that's the most fun (laughs) is come in like yeah i love it (laughs) yeah it's my favorite thing it's so easy too but um yeah like that last thing that you just said sometimes you write stuff down and then like at that moment it makes perfect sense and then you go home or whatever you you go to sleep and you wake up the next day and you look through your book or whatever and you're like what the hell is a like bluetooth bluetooth garbage can or something i don't know whatever it is (laughs) and like uh, this came up in another conversation, but I'm not sure if it'll 
reach the airwaves, but uh, yeah, we were we were talking about yeah this kind of thing like moves and and even just creating stuff and like it was like another guy in in my crew, one of the older kind of generation guys, even though he's the same age, but he just started before me, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, him and another guy in the crew, they used to they they'd write down all their moves in their in some book or paper or whatever, and then what they do for like like a creative um, exercise is they exchange books or exchange moves. Oh, shit. And so all you have to go on is the person's writing of like whatever <laughs> oh, it is. Nice. Yeah, right. And so it's the kind of thing of like, yeah, it gets, you you interpret it in your own way, you know? So if, if you told me like, oh, oh my nice. move, I have this move called the snail with an inferiority complex that's like a good creative exercise, right? It's like, what would you, what does that mean to you? Okay, make it. How would you do that? And like, like if I told you, yeah, I got a move called the elevator. You know, I'm sure you would come up with something pretty crazy, but it would look completely different than what I came up with for. for oh, this is right. Oh, there's one thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, for a couple of years now, there's a, you know, Droshev from Holland? Uh, yeah, I, I know of him. Ah, okay. Um, well, he, he's a very big name in the experimental dance scene. Uh -huh. And he has been, I followed one of his workshops. I, I think it was together with, with a workshop from Midas at IBE. One of his exercises was um, take two animals. Yeah. random animals <laughs> you combine them and then then you you try to switch from one animal into the other while doing the, the movement right, right so you could take a, a squid and um i don't know a gazelle or something or a, <laughs> and then you try to merge those two in one movement <laughs> yeah, yeah that's cool yeah, it's a good idea. It's a yeah, really basic way to stimulate creativity. It's just two things and just try mash them, mash them together or put it in some different context or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious, like, yeah, how how did you start? Or like, who who are you influenced and influenced by and these kinds of things? that led to the Vinny that we all know today? Hmm. Uh, I think the, the first, uh, at first I watched a lot of Battle of the Year uh, VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. um, since those were the only ones around at the time, mm -hmm. um, or the only ones that, that I knew about, because the first one I saw was Battle of the Year 99, mm -hmm. with uh, Rock Force Suicidal Lifestyle Final Battle. Okay. Yeah. And then we watched, I watched a lot of uh, Battle of the Year Germany tapes as well because we had this website, backspin.de. Oh, yeah. They sold, yeah, they sold a lot of European tapes. And then suddenly one of my friends bought the first Lars of the Floor tape. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, and that for me was like, an eye opener mm. because even even today when when you watch 
that day, everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's really everybody's crazy. different and and people didn't care about uh messing up, I think. Yeah. Sometimes people go into a move, they crash, they say, doesn't matter. <laughs> go at it again and they they kill it, they kill it the second time. And yeah. there is I, I think there are a lot of uh different styles or or maybe not styles or feelings yeah that combined i think that one combined with the style elements uh with the brainstorm tape from crumbs oh yeah yeah i think i think lord of the floor brainstorm and i think tomahawk the one from remind oh yeah, yeah. half butterfly knife half tomahawk yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, Lords of the Floor for me, it's it's the sickest. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah. Um, and then I, I didn't know about Ronnie at the time. I saw him on in some video clips. Ronnie. But he had this like from uh, Full Force. Full Force, yeah. Yeah, for me, he had this this special way of of the I don't know. To me, it, it looked different than all the rest. Yeah. Like everybody looked different. But but the way he composed this rounds or something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like different, yeah. I, I have the same feeling with uh, Abstract, for example. Mm -hmm. But Ronnie was more appealing to me. That's just uh, taste. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I think that was the most. And then Ichigeki came. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, saw them I saw them live at the Battle of the Year International. Oh damn! It was, that it was, was a good. That was a good year too. Yeah. You know, they should have like, won. Yeah, best and that's, show, and they should have won the event. Uh, but that show in particular, that's like one of the best breaking shows that I've seen. Most creative, you know. Yep. And it was like interesting, but you know, these days I was talking with my friend about this recently. Like, well, I haven't watched Battle of the Year in a while now, but when I used to see like routines and at these, even in the battles, like not the shows, like battles and stuff, whenever people do certain routines, like we might've kind of moved past this phase, but there was one point where it was like every crew had to do this like giant whole crew. They looked like battle of the year routines in, in these okay. battles. Right. And they really looked like kind of like cheerleading routines. No, you're right, you're right. Like yeah, one right. gate, somebody goes through, then seven seven gates further, you're still dancing with the whole crew. Yeah, like, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like and, sometimes... And I think it's good when, when you have... I, I, I know exactly how you feel. At the moment, it was just overkill, I think. Yeah. And like, you know, there's one thing to do a routine like... Um, you know, I think a crew like, say, Massive Monkeys, they had a good balance of like we're dancing sometimes we're dancing together like is everyone doing the same step but it wasn't that wasn't it and it was like they do that and then but they would do interesting things with that if if they were just dancing yeah. together they do like formations and stuff like that or or yeah and then they would do stuff like that's interactive like between the two these two members or three members or whatever so they were as creative with that but like and they always kept the dancing. It was always kind of dancing feel or like breaking kind of feel, but it's like in their own way. But some of, during that time when it was like got really big, 
you just look at stuff and it's kind of like there's no flow into the setup of how they're going to do this like i don't know giant flip it's just like you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and like there's music playing yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't dancing anymore what's going on and then yeah they were everybody, really everybody was trying to to top the flip and then uh you have the gate and then you have another flip and then yeah. you have another gate and then you have a triple flip like yo <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah where you, you just have like a bunch of people dancing at the same time and that was it was cool because they're all dancing together and I don't know, people really like that for some reason, but it's like, our crew used to always say, in those kind of situations, like, if you're gonna do that, make it really good somehow. Yeah, and like, right. you covered up everybody except for one person, is the choreography good? Is it interesting? Or is it just because there's 10 people doing it at the same time suddenly? like? There were times when you'd see that kind of thing and you cover one up, you cover everybody up except for one person, and you realize, like, if this were a solo <laughs> round, this is terrible. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Somebody should make a movie with, with all the best fails in, in, in uh, crew routines. Because, like sure. you said, sometimes um, when, when you watch it as, a, as an outsider, not as, as, the, as somebody in the battle. Mm -hmm. you can see you you can really see okay you, you guys made this routine five minutes ago <laughs> half, of you, half of you doesn't even know the steps yeah, yeah and the guy and the guy who's supposed to do the the thing in the end that stands out he forgot he, he forgot his timing so that, that one second that he's off really kills the whole routine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're right about mess monkeys they're really killing it as a yeah group. Like, Other crews as well, but they yeah. they have this routine to yeah the right balance. But they yeah they kind of I don't know not. What's the Other crews as well for <laughs> what's the word like they kind of made it more popular to do these like elaborate routines and stuff and like of course other people were doing it but that kind of became like a defining yeah you're right thing of their crew and like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever I think also, about they had, a, they had a good mix between, uh, they made it funny as well. Yeah, sometimes, right? For people who don't know, Massive Monkeys <laughs> have one of the funniest. There's two actually. They're, they're one is a duo and one is like a more full crew routine kind of. They have two sex routines where they like. I, I I saw one between sure. all these different positions and stuff. And like, you know, the first time I saw that, I was like, "What the hell is wrong with these guys?" But the more you see it, and the longer it goes on, you're like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It, you realize like that's one of the most creative, ridiculous routines I've ever seen. And the way they finish it is so funny too. Yeah, but those guys like they just did their own thing. You know, yeah, right. Still to this day, you know, they. All of them look different. They don't look like anyone else in the world. No, you're right. You're right. You know? They all I move. Think, right. Yeah, they were in the Lord of the Floor tape as well, right? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Lords of the Floor was in in Seattle. That's the first one, right? Yeah, both of them, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I saw both of them, but the first one. That was the first time I saw 
other other breakers than than Europe than the people who were on the Battle of the Year oh, international really? stage. Wow. And and when I look back at it, you have the Battle of the Year breakers, mm-hmm. so to say for me. No, if if you put like the the Lords of the Floor one tape next to the Battle of the Year tape from the same year, for me that was so different. Yeah. That was so. I don't know. It felt like watching a totally different dance, almost. Yeah, but like because the music was yeah the music was different. Yeah. The vibe is different than an onstage battle or a showcase. Mm-hmm. That was yeah I don't know. And That's... even now, like it, it's I liked it more, maybe because I was because I was younger at the time, but yeah, par- partly because of the messing up and people uh, not caring about it and partly because sometimes one round was just one move (laughs) (laughs) like 10 seconds one move okay now it's your turn and i I really miss that a little bit because now you have to your rounds got to be at least a minute long you have to come prepared and you have to make sure that you 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 tip all the boxes for a round like you have an intro you have this and that i think sometimes I i just uh, I really like, for example, Little John from Heavy Coro. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he goes in, and his whole round is just dancing. That's yeah, it. yeah, just top rock and like a little bit of yeah, just rocking. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Go, it's your turn. Like, okay. Yeah. But I guess it comes with with, with when you have competition battles. If you have two yeah. rounds, you have to you have to show a little bit of everything, I guess. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I think. I was talking with my friend about this, like just earlier today uh, about, yeah, like the, the meta of breaking of competitions and like what will win a competition these days and how that changes and it evolves and like naturally. Right. And especially with like, with breaking because it's so open in like and and subjective in what people like and what's what's good and what becomes popular and stuff and like trends that come up and and fall like <laughs> uh you know now everyone's like really put together and really whatever like um yeah they're they're really well put together and like their round is like meticulously crafted right and it leads to like really crazy stuff but there's something like something sort of missing from it to me at least right and it's that in the moment kind of spontaneousness that you still have with some people and so i've kind of been seeing it a little more recently with guys like like hannibal uh uh heat rock oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And even oh yeah what is her name maka from from yeah philadelphia B girl, B girl from Philadelphia, and then yeah, they're just like those kind of people. Like they're not doing big moves at all, but they're so deep in the music and like yeah, you know. I think it's refreshing to see. Yeah, well, it's like you, this the competition stuff goes so far, and it makes people kind of like you get sort of sick of it because it's gone. It's going like too far into one direction, and so you get this natural like reaction coming out of it and yeah 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 
Yeah. I think it's good because what you said, competition is good and yeah. winning is cool. But it's easy to say, of course, but I would rather not win around, uh, around at the competition, uh, not win it because I didn't feel it, then win it. And no, no, not win it, even though I felt it. Instead uh -huh. of instead of going through in the bracket, yeah, yeah, but thinking like, okay, I, I just did something from A to Z because yeah, I know yeah. if I do this and this and this, I go to the next round. Yeah, it's like staying true to yourself, sort of what you. Yeah, on the other hand, and what you value. Um, yeah, on the other hand, a lot of times when I go home from from an event, I think, oh, if I had prepared better. <laughs> I might have remembered more moves and more stuff during my yeah. battle. Well, is, yeah, so it's I like might a, have gone to, to the next round. So it's, <laughs> it's a thin line between those Yeah, two. exactly. Yeah, but in the end, I prefer the second one. I would rather lose in the prelims, but, but with having, but... Staying true to what you do. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I don't like... Yeah, that's why I'd rather do something stupid <laughs> <laughs> something stupid you know what what's funny after after i did my round when i get up and when i see even if it's only one person in the audience or like one judge or whatever or my opponent if they have this smirk on their face like <laughs> or, or this face like <laughs> what did i just watch you gotta... yeah for me that's enough i swear <laughs> that's enough even if the judges vote five to zero for the other guy, <laughs> you won. You won in your if head. One, yeah, if there's one person, and the best thing is if it's a judge or my opponent goes like, "Yo, I just did triple air flare to quadruple halo, and you you were just doing that." <laughs> for me, that's a win. <laughs> for me, that's a winner. And the best part is when people throw there when when I know the my opponent and when I know he's throwing one of his trademark moves. Because mm -hmm. then in my mind I'm like, yo, I'm just rolling on the floor like uh, <laughs> I'm having a seizure and you're <laughs> taking out the big guns. Yeah, you're like That's trolling it. people on the floor. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. I think there should be more comedy and dancing. Yeah, well you you have done some of the most unique rounds that I've ever seen. Like, yeah, just even when you're not doing like, your really crazy stuff that you've done, like your more standard kind of things, uh, even that is like, you know, yeah, it's like, I think there's some people who, who try to be goofy when they dance and stuff and like, you know, they go they they have the funny part the goofy part but they don't have that like actual technique down sometimes but i think you have that good balance of like weird funny kind of ideas but you have like the the skill to kind of actually make it look good or put it into action hmm. yeah I, th I, th I think it's a little bit because you have to believe in it right? yeah yeah like yeah you fully commit <laughs> Yeah, like uh, for example, um, Atomic Goofball. Yeah, yeah. 
from Lions of Zion? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I like him as well. Yeah. Because he does stuff like when I'm watch when I watch him, I'm like, yo, what's <laughs> those are the people I remember. Um Jester from Canada. Yeah. Him as well. Like like uh I don't know. If you do something, yeah, you have to but but what you said about technicality, I'm actually a really lazy guy at practice. <laughs> yeah. I need like uh like you have the what's the word not like super technical everything is this certain way but like you have some base level of kind of foundation of the dance oh yeah yeah I, I, at least i like to think that <laughs> <laughs> so like when you do it this is this is my opinion of like what i like too is like you know i you know it's fine to be goofy and do these kind of things but it should still kind of like look it should be in the realm of breaking otherwise you're kind of oh, just yeah. doing something else which is fine but you know should you i don't know should be you'd be entering a breaking battle or whatever like i mean people do whatever they want but you're not really not going to go through if you're not even kind of breaking yeah, right. somewhat, yeah, yeah. right like i'm all for people yeah, doing, doing their style and their way but you know as long as it still kind of looks like breaking, sort of. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Yeah, but so you mentioned like experimental battles before. Now, I don't know how big those are in North America, but I noticed yeah in Europe, or especially like IBE, they have like a featured event and stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you did this in a, in one of those experimental battles or if it was just a regular breaking battle. But like, you you dressed up as um, what is it, Sadako from? Oh, the ring girl! The ring, yeah. Oh yeah, that was an experimental battle in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you're like crew, the, your teammate crewmate like brought a like a cardboard yeah. you cut out of a TV <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, I made a I made a, a cardboard t cardboard TV at home. <laughs> I, I stuffed it in my car and drove all the way to Leuven with it. Uh, I was walking around the city center and mm -hmm. I bought this white, what's it called, nightgown. Uh, so you have to be committed to do those stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I had to buy the dress, you know? Like, <laughs> it costs money to, <laughs> to be creative. Yeah, yeah, we didn't win that round. That, that round <laughs> yeah, but. You know what the worst part is? The worst part of that evening was um to oh no that was one year before no but doesn't matter the worst part every time is when you try to do something funny or creative or whatever uh -huh. when when the judges vote against you and that's yeah. i'm totally fine with that that's the opinion of three people yeah yeah um at the moment so yeah. i don't care about that but if if you come up to me afterwards and say, "Yo, that was really original. That was really creative," I'm like, "Come on! Why didn't you vote for me? <laughs> Why didn't you vote for me five minutes ago?" Yeah, so that that's what happened. Not with the Sadako round, but the one before. And uh, talking about the Sadako round, um, uh, you remember your goodbye party for your friend? Oh uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wish. 
I wish we still had the footage of that. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. We had a, we used to throw this event in Vancouver called Floor Horseman. And it was like really inspired by wrestling. And uh, so we had like, it's a party and then we have exhibitions at the end and we had a kind of going away battle, exhibition battle for one of our friends. It was like, anyone can like, call her out for a round and see how long she lasts and stuff. And then we had like a surprise video from Vinny. <laughs> and like, she never even met you, right? No. So it was like extra no. random. Does she live in Japan now? Yeah, yeah, she's in Japan now. Okay, but I'm not, is she living in Kansai area or? She's in Nagoya. Ah, then I'm not sure that I, that I saw her. Yeah, I don't think you ever know. met her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was like people were coming up and doing rounds and stuff, and then suddenly we're like, we're like, hold on, hold on, we're getting some, we're getting some like surprise feed. What's going on here? <laughs> Who's coming? Who? We're getting some some transmission from I don't know. We I think we said Belgium, and then yeah, it was like you. I forget what you did. You came out normal, or did you come out as Sadako? Yeah, the thing was. Um, I think you or Mark uh, texted me um, about a goodbye party and if I wanted him to record a round. Yeah. And let me see. So I was, I think, seven, seven hours ahead of Canada. Something mm -hmm. like that. So for me, it was in the evening. Mm -hmm. But, and I never told you this, but I was so high that evening. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think... You guys probably text or Mark texted me like ten times. Did you did you did you record the round already? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, I wanted to record it, but for mm -hmm. some reason my audio didn't work uh, on my webcam or whatever. Uh -huh. So I had to record it with my with this like uh, photo machine thing. Yeah. And I I couldn't manage to to film myself and keep the position of the camera and. So I decided to do just a, the Sadako crawl out of the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, That's it, was, it. It was so. I rough. wasn't really dancing, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so good. I think like some people were laughing and like, "What the heck is going on?" I think her reaction was like, "What is that? What is this? <laughs> what is going on? Who is this guy? I don't even know what's going on." But I wish yeah. I would have met her in Japan. Like, hey, I'm the guy from. <laughs> One day, like, if if it ever happens, like, and you guys get to me, I'll totally trying to introduce you guys. Like, yeah, you remember that party that we had, in Vancouver? There's that <laughs> weird video of this guy who was like the girl from the ring. Yeah, that's him. He's the guy. <laughs> I would have loved to see the audience's face faces. <laughs> yeah, it's pure gold for me. Yeah, yeah but those those events were so much fun, and like. You know, maybe in the future I'll we'll resurrect it and, and keep it going. But I still, I still to this day want to have before Mark like seriously injures himself with the way he dances. But I still want to have one event, one battle where it's you against Mark. In like, we'll come up with some crazy stipulation for it. But I think that would that would go down as one of the craziest exhibition battles. <laughs> I'm up for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm up for it. Um, speaking of the ring, I forget if I asked you this before, but like you really like horror movies, right? Yeah. 
yeah. and and that one is I, I started watching horror movies when I was I think 14 15 mm-hmm. maybe we had this show on on Friday night um, where this uh, Belgian director used to uh, show us um, like really at that time for me weird like cannibal holocaust or uh, Ebola syndrome stuff like that the, the hills of eyes uh-huh. all these kind of gory movies uh-huh. and I have to say I was a really I, as a kid I was really scared a lot yeah like yeah. we have a yeah we had a forest behind our house <laughs> when I had to drive uh, to football practice uh, by bike I really got scared in the evening really fast through the woods so <laughs> actually I I get scared. I got scared really quick, and then I started watching all these horror movies. Um, I watched a lot of them with my first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Movie, watching movies, so I got used to it. And then I, The Ring was the first um, Japanese horror movie I saw mm-hmm. uh, when I was in, I think, one year after high school when I was trying to become a teacher myself. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to become a French history English teacher. That would have been, you would have probably made a really good teacher if they gave you the freedom to like be creative. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't ready. I was too young in my mind to to become a teacher. Anyways, uh, we had a movie week Mm -hmm. that year and we went to watch The Ring or like Ring uh, in in theaters because I, I... I don't know if they ever played it in theaters before huh. or after, but I watched Ring on the big screen in the movie theater, and that they they changed my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but up up on this that one, that's in my top five movies ever. Like just movies in general. Yeah, all movies I ever saw. That one is in the, no no top three, top three. Yeah. Well, so I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I, what I was always curious about, because like, you know, yeah, horror movies, like, like you said before, like you watch them, and especially at the beginning, like they're, they can really freak you out. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I watched like Halloween, the first Halloween, <laughs> and like, and there was yeah, there was some other movie that I watched with like Tales from the dark side oh tales from the crypt or yeah something like that and it was like yeah it was a three different stories but one of them was about a mummy they find this mummy and then because they open the, the sarcophagus like uh all the people that were there it's kind of like king 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 tut's curse or whatever but with this oh yeah, yeah but then the mummy comes back to life every night or something and then hunts down one of the people and like kills them in like some and mummifies them <laughs> so it's like they take the brain out through the nose with a hook or oh, something yeah, like yeah. that yeah <laughs> but i remember seeing that and like i was pretty young when i saw that one and like i don't even think we were supposed to watch that because it was like my friend's birthday but his sister's birthday was like the same day or near the same day but she was older and so we had like this big sleepover at their place and then so we were like hanging out, but then like we kind of like, I don't know, walked in and we, we just sat down and watched part of it or whatever. But that freaked me out like crazy. <laughs> and I used to sleep like with the covers over over my 
mouth oh, yeah, and yeah, nose. Yeah. So that because even you know, <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like you're thinking it's like okay, if they if the monster can't see it, like they can't yeah. get to it, right? <laughs> and like in the movie, the mummy, the mummy did this like because like yeah, mummies they like remove your organs or something and then put like flour and Stuff, oh yeah, yeah, the stuff flour, with all these stuff you like, herbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. So they, the mummy does that to this one girl. Like you don't see the stuffing, but she gets like stabbed in the back with scissors and like, like <laughs> cut open. But you don't see anything really. But it was freaky, right? When I was a kid, I'm not sure if I saw it now. It'd be <laughs> hilarious. But um, yeah, that happened. And so like, yeah, I used to sleep. I couldn't sleep on my stomach or with my side. My bed was like against the wall, so I couldn't sleep with my back facing out. I had to like be against oh, yeah, the wall, yeah, yeah. you know. Like I couldn't show my back to, and like. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's really crazy. So like, yeah. Long story short, I what I wanted to get to <laughs> was like, what is it about horror movies that you you like so much? Because like they're scary, right? A lot of people are like. I don't want to, why, why would you want to get scared? I don't want to get scared. It's freaky. Yeah, I have no idea. I, uh, I'm not sure. I, I think I, I read about it. Um, the, the, the feeling you get when, when you get a, not, not necessarily a, a jump scare, but like this eerie feeling mm-hmm. is, is almost the same as the feeling when you're, when you're uh, on a roller coaster mm-hmm. and, you're going, and you're going up like the uh, i don't uh, like yeah. this feeling yeah right. and then when the movie, i think something like that i don't i'm don't get scared in real life that much mm. um but with the horror movies yeah i don't know it's just i don't He's know. like him i started re- <laughs> I, yeah. yeah i i like dark stuff i think yeah yeah not not so much because i'm i'm depressed person or something mm. but the Wait, dark just, side it's just yeah the dark right? side of the human kind is interesting yeah for sure for sure and it's a part it's totally a part of it right we got good stuff there's a good side and a dark side and, yeah yeah for yeah uh, for yeah I, I read a lot about serial killers and <laughs> <laughs> like cannibalism and just because it's interesting, yeah. Because it, yeah. because it's interesting, not not necessarily to to try it myself or something. But yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like playing GTA or something. You know, it's fun to drive around and 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 shoot up people for two hours, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do it in real life, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. I'm sure someone has done some study about this, but like, you know, I wonder if part of the appeal of like, say, horror movies or, you know, yeah, like GTA kind of stuff, is like exploring these things that you can't do or can't experience, but like, it's kind of just like knowing them. You don't necessarily want to do them. But it's just like, in a weird way, like, like maybe I don't know. Like, say with horror movies, it's like, well, conf- uh, this sounds stupid, but like, like kind of exploring your 
exploring like mortality a bit yeah in your own way of like yeah or or facing that fear of death in a way obviously not like, you know what i get, your life. you know what i have learned <laughs> like i it's not a returning nightmare every day or every month but all the times that i died in mood in in in, in my dreams i always get stabbed <laughs> It's really strange. So, you, does that happen? Do you have dreams? Yeah. Like, uh, like as a kid, you know, you, you, you remember that you fall from a cliff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you, you drown when, when you're on it. But my most uh, returning way of dying is getting stabbed. <laughs> but do you actually so like, weird. do you actually die in the dream? I don't know. Or is it just you get stabbed? So. I, I remember hearing something like, I get stabbed a couple of times and then I wake up. So. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> one, one thing that I thought, like, I don't know where I heard this and it kind of doesn't make any sense, but it's like, if you die, if you die in your dream, you die in real life or something like that. Yeah, I read it too, I read it too. You know that too but like, how, that doesn't make sense. Like, how can you even figure that out, right? Because if someone dies <laughs> in their dream, they can't get up and tell you what happened in their dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like That's you said that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I read about it as well. Yeah. So then I wonder who who comes up with this like scientifically? Wow. How can you measure that? Because I, I, I'm not a scientist, but maybe an awkward scientist. <laughs> 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 but I know when when they when they like test people when they sleep they have these these uh, parameters on the screen. Mm -hmm. But and I don't know this, but are they able to see what you see in your dream on the screen? I guess not. No, I don't think so. It's all like testimony, like they yeah. say. I think that's one of the yeah, I, about you know like. I don't want to get too far into this because it leads to just like strange, not strange, like, I don't know. I've talked about it too much, but things like, you know, some people, it's the kind of like science versus religion sort of thing, or what's, what's real and what's not real. And what can you say is real and what's not real, that kind of stuff. And like, <clears throat> you know, I think some people who, who misuse, misrepresent, science they'll be like you know this is the way and this is exactly what we know and this is reality and they're kind of like hard hard line like i don't know there's probably some word for it but you know it's only you know it's only can you see it touch it smell it uh measure it is it measurable in some way oh that's yeah, real, yeah, yeah right that's real science those are real facts and this stuff and like yeah that's that's how we go about stuff right now but you know just because it doesn't you can't measure it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist so dreams are a perfect yeah, you're right. we all know that we have them but you can't measure it you can't do whatever like but when someone tells you they had a dream you're like oh yeah it probably happened it might not have happened exactly <laughs> like that but they saw that and it happened right and we know that's a process that that goes on but um you know people you can't measure it you can't record it you can't see it right yeah but we all yeah, accept yeah. that dreams are a thing 
Cause yeah, because yeah, like you said, everybody does it. Yeah, right. But it's yeah, it's just kind of interesting that it's one of those amazing. Anyway, but like with with what my appeal is with, with horror movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I have this. I always have the same question with people who are really into romantic movies. For example, oh. I can't watch it. Yeah, everyone's got their own uh, their own version of a horror movie. <laughs> For you, romantic comedy or romantic movies are like your horror movie. You know what's real horror, I think? <laughs> it's a notebook. <laughs> I, I, I've never watched it, and I will never watch it in my life. Yeah. I have no problem with Ryan Gosling, but... I can't watch the notebook. Yeah. Because too many too many people told me, yeah, if you want to have a romantic date night, you should watch the notebook. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one one time I, <laughs> I had a I had a date with a with a girl. Um and she came over to my place to watch a movie. And as a true gentleman, I told her I only have two DVDs in my house at the moment. She says, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so I made her choose between Battle Royale and Ichi the Killer. <laughs> and we watched the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watched... need to say that. Yeah, it was only one date, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, yeah, go ahead. I, yeah, it's either that or nothing because I didn't have the the ring DVD at my place at the time, so otherwise, and it, it was a good test for me, you know, mm. like <laughs> just to see if you up for it or not. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you, right? You gotta be honest, and the worst thing to do is like hide hide who you are, and then when the real thing comes up, <laughs> I don't know. Honesty is like a really big thing, right? True, true. I don't know. I think about that a lot. Yeah, you know, we were talking about breaking and uh, being true to yourself and like not, you know, it's more important for you to, to feel good about what you did and you can win or lose. If you lose, it doesn't matter as long as you did what you felt was right, that kind of thing. But other people, it's like, they might win and they might tick those boxes and they might fit whatever is winning right now. But like, I don't know, in the long run, that's, that's kind of not, not helpful at all. I don't think so. It's with, it, it's, um, you're always following you've, something, right? Yeah. I think you've seen it as well uh, throughout the years. Um, like there's waves of, of popular, popular styles or moves every year yeah. or every two years. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in, um long time ago um everybody was into this uh lotus free stuff because <laughs> yeah. rubber legs was born. yeah 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 uh, and then afterwards you had the, the air chair freeze hype um, now it's and i remember i don't know about now but like last few years it's been the tap mills or yeah whatever I, I, um, and and uh at one point the the I don't know how you call it in, in it's, it's master swipe in Canada as well, 
like when when you do the real high European kind of like swipes on one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Maybe master swipe or. Or just, just regular one, swipe. One-footed yeah. swipe, or I don't know. This. Oh ah, yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Eastern European uh, breakers were were doing it again, like yeah. doing mad variations. So they became popular again. Yeah. So, and then every time when when something popped up, I I I, I wanted to, wanted to have nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> every time, like when when the Lotus Freeze craze came around, I'm not that flexible, so that was easy for me. Yeah. Um, same with the air chair stuff. I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I, because for me, um, I, I for me it was choosing between okay, either I'm gonna practice this move like everybody else does, mm-hmm. and I'm probably not gonna get as good at it like some people do. So why bother? You know. <laughs> I'm not, not. Yeah, I know it sounds. That sounds a little bit negative, but <laughs> no, because no, no. you can always, you, you can always twist it. You have to twist it. But w- when it's when the move is too hype that year, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in five years. Maybe in five years. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. But then after a while, yeah, uh, I was thinking, oh, I, I'm kind of uh, making my playground smaller. Well, it's. I think it's. It's more for you. It's like you don't want to follow that trend, right? Yeah. So it's not the move itself. The move itself, you might be okay with using, but not when it's like the trendy thing to do, right? Or I might not do it at an event. That happens a lot. Mm. That happens a lot with with um, some of the stuff I came up with, or I think I came up with. Yeah. Um, most of the time I do it at, at practice and then somebody says, oh, that looks nice. I'm like, yeah, I'm not quite there yet in my head mm. with, with this move or movement. And mm. most of the time, the, the, the first time when I do a, a new move at an event is because I didn't prepare enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly in my head, I'm like, do that one move that you've been doing at practice for a year. but you're not quite sure enough if it's good enough or whatever. <laughs> and then I do the move because I'm out of ammo. <laughs> yeah. And then when, but, when this one person in the audience goes, <laughs> then like, okay. You've done your job. Yeah, we have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like, the most important. Yeah, I think, you know, whatever you however people want to dance or however people want to create whatever they're doing i think especially these days it's really you know i don't know how it is in europe but at least in north america even though i'm not in north america i still consider myself north american but even in japan it's kind of sort of there too like uh these days it's becoming more and more difficult to know like what to trust and what's real and what's not and i think you know people are just everyday normal people really are craving that like honesty and just people being being honest and being true to what they what they're saying like you know they're not like saying something to manipulate 
people into doing something. It's just like, hey, this is this is what I think, and I'm just gonna speak yeah, it. Yeah. And sometimes it's good, or, and some sometimes it's good, and it leads in these good places. And other times, like people don't agree and they don't like it, and they get into arguments, and they get into fights, or they whatever. But like, I don't know. I think like speaking your your truth, I guess, is really important. You know, wh- whether it's actually speaking or you know in in dance or in art it's like integrity right and knowing and taking some time to figure out who you are and what you want to do what you want to say yeah i don't know if 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 i ever told you about the idea i had um but i would like to have a maybe not necessarily uh organize it myself but Mm -hmm. i would like there to be one event where everybody who goes to, who comes to the event does the 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 stuff he really wants to do. Yeah, and and not not in 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 a way so um, the stuff people do when when they're alone at their practice spot or when they're alone with their crew, you know, like yeah. the stuff everybody does this at the end of practice or halfway practice or whatever. Uh, when people get a little bit tired and when everybody's hanging around on the floor, mm-hmm. everybody starts rolling around or doing these these mechanical, you know, like everybody's trying st- stupid stuff. Yeah. There has to be one event where everybody comes, everybody does that stuff, yeah. regardless of how sick your air power is or how yeah. good your flow or footwork is. The stuff you do when 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 the the kid comes up. right 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 yeah well it's like you know these days i've been thinking a lot about there's two two sort of well one is like really cliched in the in the breaking community is like dance like no one's watching and you know i think it's really easy to kind of think about that like yeah you know how i practice at home i'll just just do that but that's like one of the hardest things to do in breaking, I think, is like yeah, yeah. really go out there with no ego. No, no ego in the sense of like, what do people think of me? I should, yeah. I have to please them or whatever. And, or learning to be around people like, and not, not like take their opinion or even imagine what they're they might be thinking that yeah. kind of thing and that's when you can like really let yourself go and and be who you are and show your style and show it like purely right and yeah it's true yeah so i think about that and then i think about yeah it's like the old bruce lee quote of like you know i can do a lot of fancy moves and and this and that and you know do the, do all these things but honest expression now that's like something special right or that's that's truly difficult i forget exactly what he says but yeah that idea of honest expression is that's to me that's the hardest thing that's like the ultimate no you're right no and just just the sound of two words is so powerful Mm -hmm. when you hear it yeah I think it's the the most difficult, and and like like another thing um, when when people say it's it's not the move 
about the movement. It's so true. But, mm. but it's hard to really you, get you, what that means, right? Yeah, even for myself, because sometimes um, at an event or whatever, I see somebody do, um, I see somebody go from, let's say, six step to baby freeze. Mm -hmm. And you can do it, I can do it, even my sister can do it. But some, sometimes people do it in such a way that I'm like, God, I'm thinking, yo, I've been dancing for 20 years approximately, which is nothing. And so we've seen people do six step to baby freeze a million times. Mm. But sometimes somebody pops up and does it in such a way that you're I'm like, yo. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, what did I just see? Yeah, I remember the first time I ever saw breaking was freestyle session three, I think. And Ooh. yeah, there was like some kind of like cipher footage before the actual like tournament part oh, yeah. where the battle started. So it was just like all these random things. And like, you know, that was, was that would be like late 90s, I think, uh, in Cali in california and so like you know people are west coast was known for like crazy power and they had like i don't know if you know there was like this west coast kind of way of top rocking which is kind of like this I don't know, like goofy <laughs> flailing arms and stuff and you do this like uh with the feet you kind of do it's like dum, 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 dum. Oh, there was like yeah, this yeah, one yeah. little step that everyone would do but like it was kind of a formula right and uh even though people are doing crazy stuff and they're really creative and they, but they were like, that's like a formula. There was sort of a, a style and a way of doing things. And in that video, I remember it was, you know, I'm, a, I'm like, I forget how old I was. I was like 12 or something. And I was like, Oh, this is so cool. This is crazy. But then Flowmaster came in and they showed around. I didn't know who it was. It was just some guy, but he looked cool. He's the, the, the large dark guy, right? Or, yeah, I think he's tall. Well, the thing about breaking is like someone who looks tall in those breaking videos is like the same height as me, like five, ten, <laughs> which is like maybe average height for someone. And all the other people are just like super short. Small. So, so like, you know, they look like giants. Like me and Mark, I think you're like the same height, maybe a little taller. You're like a giant in the breaking. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I saw him. And he did this, all he did in his round was the six step, maybe two of them did like a hook or a CC or something really simple, did a six step back and like, I don't know, did like some little, maybe it was a baby freeze or maybe it was like a, a little like sweep to a knee pose or something and then got up and it was super basic, super whatever. But, you know, it's like, because it was so different from what everyone else was doing at the time. And even though yeah, yeah, yeah. now you look at that and that's like, Oh, that's like basic stuff that everyone should be able to do. But, you know, I, I can't remember how this relates to what we were talking about, but, but yeah, like, I think that I'm so jealous of that. Really? Yeah. Like, like it was so clean. And so always, the form was so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was like that, that, initially to me that was like the thing that really stuck with me was like oh, that round right 
instead of like you know Cujo doing his like crazy handspring over rotate into like a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever right that's crazy too right but that like clean footwork thing yeah I don't know it was like so different than what everyone else was doing at the time because for 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 you guys in, in Vancouver and 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 for you then um you, you the west coast that counts from north all the way down uh Canada and the USA mm -hmm. so so Vancouver was also more power related in in general or not not so much uh, from what i know vancouver never really had too much like power there were a few people that could do some power combos but and some people who could do like a bit but it was more like footwork based foundation based uh not to say that power isn't foundation like yeah footwork top rock kind of trying to figure out kind of interesting freezes and stuff but yeah it wasn't wasn't any like particularly like power based yeah but i think most people at that time like before i started they could do or like whenever that freestyle session that same time people could do like windmills and they could do backspins and halos and stuff um but yeah i think it was just the scene was smaller so it maybe developed a little slower but yeah i have another question for you yeah go ahead um you've been dancing for 20 years something like that maybe 18 or something like something close okay okay um if if, if sometimes when i compare myself uh me in the early years to me now mm -hmm. with all the the workshops that that i followed and you probably and you followed and everybody else i sometimes get the feeling that i've gained more information throughout the years but in a way it it has um set me back regarding to my freedom yeah yeah i know what you mean Maybe that's weird weird phrasing of the, the question but because you get you, you start with zero information or you start with okay six step knee spin baby freeze okay and throughout the years you get all this information about styles and footwork patterns and and um techniques to 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 do power moves and, and freezes mm -hmm. and in the end sometimes it feels like oh i've restricted not restricted or like i've lost some of the the, the childish freedom yeah you've yeah, like yeah. closed off some doors right yeah yeah do you uh, sometimes feel like that or well for all? a while I, I never really thought too much about that but now uh particularly in the last few years like i've been exploring a lot more of like yeah so yeah, I was the same way, right? I was learning things and I'm like, okay, well, I'm trying to figure out like what is breaking. It's this, it's this, it's this, it's not this, it's whatever, right? And then, yeah, in the last few years, uh, I got really into like Buddhism and 
and psychology and these kind of things and like like ideas of flow and and these kind of things like and freestyle and 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 whatever and especially i think it was last year or earlier this year i was reading bruce lee's book about the the tao of Jikundo and this is oh, yeah. about it and the, the whole idea of like I think it's kind of a natural progression if you're getting really into something to to you might still always have that path but like you the doors get closed 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 and then I don't know you reach like a kind of breaking point and you realize like hey I'm closing too many doors I gotta open them up again and uh you know so like for say bruce lee he started as like with wing wing chun i think is what it's called oh yeah yeah right that's right so that was his foundation but as he kept going he if you read his book he's like borrowing stuff from all kinds of these sources and and it's more about like finding finding like movement it was it was not about this style and it's the foundation of like mma right there's no oh, yeah, that's true. There's, that's right. there's like no style like he doesn't subscribe to this school of thought it's just what is the best way to throw a punch what is the best way to throw a kick what is the best way to block it doesn't matter where it comes from that kind of thing right and so like that's what i've been thinking about with dancing these days is you know I might have my breaking bias, but I'm not interested anymore in like becoming a, the best B-boy, that kind of thing, or breaker or whatever. I want, yeah. to, I want to become, and it's not even about being the best, I just want to explore dance in general. And so I have the things that I like and the things that are, are pulling me in certain directions. So it's more about just movement and interesting movement. And it doesn't really have to do anything to do with like breaking and stuff, mm. you know. So I think you know, that I've opened it up again to like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that kind of thing. I think um, you being part of the Arrow Collective. Was, yeah, that was another big part too. Yeah. Yeah, that was like exposing me to all these different ways of moving, and then. Again, like I like breaking the most, or it's just what I've been doing. It's what I'm most comfortable with. So it's like you get exposed to all these things and you just try and make it, you just pull it from them. And that was like one of the exercises that we, we used to do when I was still in Vancouver, when we were trying to create movement. Cause the, the show is like, it's not a breaking show. It's not a hip hop show. It's what, it's just a movement show. You, we, you couldn't even call it a contemporary dance show. It's oh. like maybe falls in that umbrella term, but that's a really vague term. It was just like movement, at least in the beginning, it was movement that we liked. I think still now it's the same. And so, yeah, one of the things that we, we would do, I think it's kind of similar to that, what we were talking about before with like exchanging your notes and stuff. It was like, we take, I don't know, five minutes and everyone just create a little mini kind of like set of movements whatever you want in your style or whatever right just create something it doesn't matter so you do that and then you come back together and everyone shows each other what they made and then you take the next like maybe 10 minutes or something 
and you pick one thing or pick two things or however many you want and try and make something based off of that thing. So like, you know, there's ones where one of the members is a whacker and she was doing something and she ended up with like her hands like this, like on her knees. And she was kind of like, and the knees were like out like that. So I was like, wow, that's a really cool, cool position. And I forget how I came up with this one combo where it's like, it's kind of like half of a, a, what do you call them? Baby mill, where you're like, it's like a windmill with your legs. Uh, People have munch mills or whatever. So I did like half of one of those, but it's like from my knee, I sweep, but my hands are connected to my knees the whole time. And then I cross my legs and stuff, but it's like one rotation of it. But it came from a whacking, well, not yet. I don't even know if it's whacking, but it came from that session of like, that's an interesting position that I never would have thought of. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway. Did you, they they came to Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because they did the tour first. Yeah, they did a couple, a couple times now. They've come to Japan. Yeah. I don't know. They do. They do some really cool stuff. Yeah, I haven't danced with them in a couple of years now, but yeah, they do really cool stuff. Really interesting. Really inspiring movement. Yeah, I think you would fit in really well. If you ever, if you ever moved to Vancouver, like you would, you would. Yeah, they would love you. Maybe we should make a deal. Maybe we should make a deal when when this whole. Corona thing is over. Yeah. We 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 set up the the battle with Mark. Yeah. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll come to Vancouver for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, maybe we're gonna end the the recording for now. We can chat a little bit after. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. It was it's always a pleasure talking with you. And My pleasure. <laughs> I always learn some some new things from your <laughs> unique way of approaching things. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And whole, you know throughout this whole thing, I'll I'll try and post some like splice in some footage of Vinny so people can get an idea of what he's like. But you know, to me you're one of those guys that like the scene needs people like, like you, you know, there's, there's lots of people exploring, doing, not doing the same movement, but like with the same kind of mentality of like, they don't want to ride that, that path that everyone is going on, whatever's trendy. Like, you know, you need people that are exploring the, the peripheries, right. Of like what is and what isn't that kind of thing. Because otherwise you don't know what that path is, right? You don't <laughs> yeah, know the, the way that you should kind of middle ground go, right? And not to say that you're a super extreme, whatever, but a little bit <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. So like, that's my opinion. Like, I, you need, you need people Thanks. challenging what, challenging like, what is it? The status quo of, of what people are doing for art and, yeah. and doing things outside yeah, the box, doing things different. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if there's only one person that that 
that picks it up and goes even further. Yeah, right. Then the job is done. That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all exploring. That's like something that's the last talk that I had. We were talking about creativity, and creativity is something that's like in everyone. We 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 thought like everyone is creative in some way that's like part of human nature and i really think another part of that which kind of goes with together with creativity is like the idea of exploration you know people we're just natural explorers you know yeah it's like yeah anyway guild navigators from dune they're exploring <laughs> exploring the deep darkest regions of space and yeah voyagers <laughs> vinnie the voyager thank you <laughs> thank you for having me <laughs> all right we'll cut it there peace everybody peace thanks everyone for listening if you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening, and look forward to the next one. Peace. Peace.